Hey y'all, welcome back to a brand new podcast episode. Hey, okay, so I just finished watching Disney's Strange World, um, now on Disney Plus. And okay, you guys, I have to say, I actually loved this movie. I thought it was just such a, it's a really good movie. It's a really good explorer movie. It's, it's beautiful. Like, honestly, I have to say, this is one of the most beautiful Disney movies I've seen in a long time. And I'm really sad that it didn't get the reception that I think it deserved. This was a gorgeous film. Now, I do want to get into some of the reasons why I think it might not have done well. Um, And I've said this before, it's been released around the same time as like movies like Lightyear and Avatar, which is kind of what it reminds me of. Uh, The beauty of it is very, very much like Avatar. Um, But it's also like, you know, it it does give me Buzz Lightyear, Lightyear vibes. However, I think this is a better movie than Lightyear. Lightyear was just okay to me. I think Strange World was so much better. It was a good movie. I like, I was really just taken aback by the beauty of it. I was not expecting this film to be as gorgeous as it was. And it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. This is the second movie, like in two days that I watched that people have just panned and said was horrible. That were actually, was actually good. And I'm like, who is panning these movies? Who is saying these movies are bad? Because I haven't seen what you guys are talking about. Like I haven't seen, you know, Black Adam wasn't bad. This I would watch this again for sure. And like I said, with Black Adam, there was a lot of movies that I have like superhero films I haven't rewatched since watching them the first time. A lot of same thing I, with animated films. There's a, quite a few animated films I've seen recently or in recent years that I haven't really re- rewatched uh, quite often. I mean, I have seen Luca a few times. I think I've seen Soul like twice, which I love Soul, but Soul is Soul is a very like deep movie, as in like there's a lot going on with that, and a lot of people don't understand Soul. <laughs> A lot of people don't understand soul, but we've gotten, I've I've already spoken on that. I'm not going to speak on it again in this episode. We might have to have a, like a conversation because I had a conversation a little while ago with some other folks of color and we all understand what soul was saying and how people weren't feeling it because it was like, that's our experience though, girl. And some people just were not receptive, but, um, yeah, no, this movie was really good. I, I, I'm really, I'm really surprised that this didn't do well. I really am because it's a really good movie. I, I mean, I'm going to look at some of the reviews for it uh, <clears throat> right now. I'm going to look just to see what some people have said. But anyway, so the movie follows the um, the life of Searcher Clay, the Clay family. They're, they're infamous explorers. Um, there is uh, Dennis Quaid's character who plays, um, I think his name is um, Jager Clade. I think that's his name. He is like the... Um, the big head honcho clade. His son is played by Jake Gyllenhaal. His son, his name is Searcher Clade. Um, they end up going on this adventure together to try to find the other side of the mountain to save their uh, home, which I think is Adelasia or Appalachia, something like that. Um, it's dying. And so they need to try to figure out how to save it. Um, along with another explorer, um, who I think his name was Callisto, and she's played by Lucy Liu. Um, she's a really good character as well. Anyway, so they end up going... Uh, to try to save their their home, um, and uh, Searcher finds these like little uh, I forgot what they're called these little green things that can that you know are filled with energy, and he's like, hey, this can save our our home. We need to do this, and the dad is like, no, we need to go on the other side of the mountain and see what's there. So there's this division between the two of them. Well, uh, eventually um, everyone kind of sides with the son because they're like, we have these minerals right now. Let's just go home, and you know. Um, Dennis Quaid's character is kind of like, I, you know, I don't want to go home. I'm ready to go home. I want to go do this thing. So anyway, he ends up leaving his son so dramatically, just like, fine, find your way home. He gives him a compass, tells him to go home, and they separate. 25 years pass, and now Searcher has a family. Um, his wife is, uh, I think her name is um, Meriden, and she's Meriden Clay, and she's played by Gabrielle Union. And they have a son, Ethan Clay, who is uh, named, uh, I think his actor's name is, um, I think it's, Oh my God. I don't want to, Jabuki? I think it's Jabuki. I think that's what it, uh, yeah, um, Young is his name. Anyway, he's he's Ethan Clay. They have a dog too. I don't remember what the dog's name was, but um, anyway, it's just, it's a really cute 
movie. I, I thought it was it was a really decent film. Anyway, so yeah, they're a family of farmers. They have now um, they've now saved you know their home, uh, but the crops seem to be dying again, and no one can figure out why. So they want to go on this adventure. Um, well, not him, but Lucy Liu's character comes back after being gone for so long, um, and she wants to go on this adventure to basically save the the the, the heart of where they live. Um, and so anyway, they end up kind of journeying through like the center of the the world, I guess, um, where they find this very strange new world. By the way, let me, before I do that, let me back up. So anyway, Ethan is the 16 year old son of, um, uh, Meriden. I think it's her name is Meriden and, uh, um, Searcher. And, um, it's, it's a beautiful, like, interracial family. I, I love it. I was like, I'm living for this. This is cute. I'm living for the vibe. I wasn't big on the animation. I feel like the animation of them could have been better. It's very goofy animation. I hate that because, like, I love, like, when you look at movies like Frozen and, um, you know, Raya and how beautiful, like, the animation is, how realistic the, the characters can look. It, I mean, even though they're very similar in look and design, which I don't like, I didn't like the fact that these look so goofy compared to these other, you know, animated films. And like, I don't want to be that person, but I'm going to be that person. Why does it seem like y'all can, like, why does it seem like animated, like characters of, you know, black characters in Disney always get like the shitty end of the stick in a way, like with soul, like even with like Joe Gardner's face, I mean, he just looks so odd shaped, but I can, I can excuse that because Pixar does that a lot. But when it comes to, like, traditional animated films, like, the, you know, the, the Disney ones, because this is not Pixar, by the way. Strange World is not Pixar. It's in the same, like, line of films as Raya and uh, Moana, Frozen, all those, which are not Pixar films, just so y'all know. Um, but it seems like they just don't want to, to animate Black characters as beautifully as they do with other characters. I just, I've noticed that in a lot of films. And I'm like, why are they always making them look kind of goofy? Like, I mean, it's not even just black characters because the main character of the film, Searcher, is a white male. However, like, there are so many other films, like I said, Frozen and Tangled and countless others where the, like, the characters don't look strange. They look much more human-like and realistic. Like, in this film, the family has, like, big noses and they have big ears and stuff. And it's just like, why do they have to look so caricature rather than looking more natural i wish that was a thing in this movie because pixar is kind of known for doing that kind of stuff for making them look a little more caricature than you know natural where disney films of the last like decade and and more have really been focusing on the other if you look at big hero 6 a lot of them look more realistic i would say wasabi's probably wasabi and fred are probably two of the more and uh exaggerated characters wasabi being the black character fred being the white character are a little more exaggerated with their looks but if you look at like honey lemon and gogo and hiro and tadashi they don't look in my opinion as like cartoonish in a way in their features than the other two do um like i said tangled and frozen they're much more uh beautifully animated in my opinion like more more like traditional disney animated if that makes sense um where their features aren't overly exaggerated in this film their the features are overly exaggerated on quite a few of the characters and it's just kind of like why like i just like why anyway um but it was it was a beautiful film i think it was i think well i think encanto was also another one that wasn't like overly exaggerated if i can remember correctly i think a lot of their features were also much more um less exaggerated like i i think i think so and and encanto is not pixar no it's not it's not pixar um anyway so this film was just it was uh getting back to ethan okay so yeah ethan and, and his family um in this film ethan ethan has a crush he's got first of all he's got three friends um who are part of his like what i guess the dad calls gang or crew um and they seem to all really get along. They all seem to kind of be like adventure nerds, sort of kind of. They're playing this card game um, where they, uh, they're they hoping to be like an explorer or some junk. And Ethan ends up get, pulling a farmer, which he is a farmer. But um, one of his friends, Daiso, who he has a huge crush on, is like, hey, I'll switch with you. I'll be the farmer. You can be the adventurer. This is more like your style or whatever. Um, and so it's, it's developed early on that Ethan is a gay character or... I don't even want to, really want to call him a gay character. He's a kid who likes another boy. I, you know, I mean, there's there's no explicit talk that he only likes males. So he's a guy that likes guys. 
whatever. Um, and his dad is like all for him. His dad is like so like proud of him and, and loves to boast about him and says he's a great farmer and all these things. Basically setting up the fact that the dad is, you know, very like my son follows in my footsteps kind of thing. And the son is kind of like, I'm not really like you. I'm kind of, you know, it's that very typical story of the teenager who doesn't want to become the father, who doesn't want to become his father. It's very much the typical story. Anyway, so Lucy Liu's character uh, ends up coming back into the, to the picture and is saying like, hey, we need to go save our planet. And so they go off on this adventure to save their planet. And before I do that, I want to touch on, well, I think I'll just, I'll, I'll circle back. I'll circle back. So anyway, um, they go into like the center of this, this world and there's all these beautiful colors and creatures, a lot of pinks and purples and things. Even in um, Ethan's clothing, uh, clothing, he wears a lot of pink and purple layers. In fact, a lot of what he wears in this movie is kind of like what you're going to see color scheme wise throughout the film, which I think is kind of cool. Um, and he brings his dog and I love his dog has three legs. I can't remember the name, the dog's name, but it has three legs instead of four. And I think it's, it reminds me of like Eric's dog from Little Mermaid. I love this dog. I actually end up loving this dog so much in this movie. It, it's just such a, they make dogs in these movies like so much more interesting than real. Well, I don't know. I've met some pretty rambunctious real dogs. I have, but my dogs are nothing. My dogs are lazy. Okay. So I'm just like, where y'all finding these like really adventurous, exciting dogs at? Cause I've never met one like, or I've never owned one, I guess. Um, but yeah, this dog, I love this dog in this movie. So I love the, the family relationship. The mom is a pilot. She loves to fly. The dad is a farmer. Um, and you know, they, there's a scene where they're cooking together in the kitchen. They're very in love with each other. And I love that. I love the, the relationship between the parents in this, in this movie. Um, anyway, so they go off on an adventure to save the planet. The dad ends up getting lost, which makes Ethan go out there and want to find him. Um, so they kind of get separated a little bit. Uh, the dad ends up um, almost being eaten by these these creatures that look like octopus things. Um, and then he ends up being saved by this blowtorch. And he's like, what just saved me? And it looks like another creature, but it looks more humanoid. So he's talking to it and then he realizes like, oh, snap, that's my dad. So he ends up seeing his dad for 25 years. It's kind of a Jumanji moment. Like, you know, when, uh, what's his name? Was it Ben? Uh, um, what's it? Robin Williams character when he comes out of the game. It's kind of like that moment for a minute. He's got the long hair, the long beard, because he's been down there for 25 years. And so he kind of catches him up to speed that the mother, um, that um, his wife, uh, um, what's his name? Jagger, Jagger, whatever. His wife is now remarried. So um, Searcher's mom, who we never really even see that much, she's married, she's living her best life with one of his friends, I guess. And, or no, no, it's not one of his friends. It isn't one of his friends. It, it's implied for a second that he knows him and then we're reminded, well, the uh, Searcher tells him you've never met him. So he doesn't actually know the guy. I thought he did. I, I'm sorry, I was wrong about that. Anyway, the mom has moved on. She's living her best life and... Um, the dad is all upset. Like, I can't believe she left me. Da, da, da. And he's like, no, you left us. Like, what did you expect us to, to do when you left? Then he lets him know, like, I'm married. I have my own kid, you know? And so he kind of just kind of comes back into his life. But it, it's very awkward. They don't really know how to interact with each other. Um, the dad's like, the dad is kind of, the, he's kind of used to the world down there. And the son's kind of like, oh my God, like all these really cool things are happening. And there's some really cool stuff that happens in this film. Like the organisms in this movie are just pretty freaking dope. And just like from, from the moment they end up in this new world, I was already like, dude, I want to sing Kingdom Hearts. I want to see this in Kingdom Hearts. Why are people not raving about this movie? This film is freaking awesome. It, it was so cool to watch. It was really, really cool. Anyway, so this other like blue organism is with the son and he stole the dad's um, like handkerchief, which is why the son is like, hey, what are you doing with my dad's handkerchief? Da-da. They become friendly. We think that the blue thing is trying to help the son. Turns out he's not. He's actually, well, it's not. It's trying to get the son killed in a way, um, which he ends up figuring out. But he has these little green things, the, the things that the dad found to power up the, the, this, uh, their city. He found uh, some of these green things down there. And at one point, the little blue thing is trying to like grab the sun or whatever. And he gets stuck by this green thing. And the green little power source thing that he, he touches, it ends up like basically electrocuting him and frying his hand. And so like he gets the little organism gets scared of the sun. Like, oh my God, like you, you just tried to kill me. And the son is like, I, you know, I didn't mean to hurt you, blah, blah, blah. He kind of like 
nurses him back to health, the, the little blue thing. And that's when the blue thing realizes like, oh, this is actually a good person. And I'm over here trying to get it killed. Maybe I shouldn't do this. So he tries to go against his, uh, his clan basically and save the boy. Um, and then at some point they end up running into the grandfather and the father and they all end up going back to the ship together. Everyone's like, you know, you're alive. You made it cool. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and so they kind of go on this quest of the dad wanting to get to the other side of the mountain to see, cause that's what his lifelong dream is. He's wanted to get, you know, himself and his son as explorers to the other side of the mountain and just see what's there. Not sure why, but that's what he wanted. Cause he believes that there's something on the other side of this mountain that they need to, they need to see. And the son is like, we need to save our home. So that's what they're focused on. So there's two different um, journeys that they want to go on in this film. Anyway, they end up going through all these different things. There's like a, a valley of acid, green acid they have to get through. And one of the <laughs> one of the things I hated about this part of the movie was like when they go through that the acid valley thing, right? That could actually kill them. The dog is outside of the ship. And I was like, wait. If this could burn their skin off, like the mom or somebody says, why is the dog outside of the ship? Like, don't y'all know how these things work? Like, what? I was really confused at what was happening. But anyway, the blue organism talks to these green organisms, which attach themselves to the the bottom of the ship, which I thought were acid as well. So I'm like, wouldn't they just burn a hole through the ship? I don't know. Anyway, they end up like flying it over the acid, you know, water. And no one gets hurt. But in my mind, I'm thinking that dog is out there. And if the acid works like water, it's going to have some sort of like mist, right? Like the stray water, the stray mist particles. And that dog would be dead. That dog would be dead or very, very badly injured. So why? Why? Like, it, it, it was it hard to animate him inside the ship? Did we need the dog outside? We didn't. And y'all are bad pet owners for letting that dog be outside of the ship like that. This just wasn't cool. Um... But the dog really gave no fucks in this whole movie. Like, the dog was just jumping off cliffs, doing this, that, and the third. The dog was just doing the most. And I'm just like, this is the most, like, fearless dog. Either you're fearless or you're dumb. It's one of those two. I don't, I, or both. I really don't know. Anyway, um, the, the grandfather introduces himself to Ethan. They have this, you know, conversation and talk about Ethan's life. And it, it's brought up again that he likes Daiso. And what I loved about this film was that, like, the, the father and the grandfather who doesn't even know him, who who does, like, both of them are so judgmental, not judgmental, but, well, yeah, they're kind of judgmental of the other, and they're both, like, so concerned about this boy's future and what he's going to end up, is he going to be an explorer, is he going to be a farmer, they're both so caught up in that, and I would think that the, the grandfather would have much more of a, like, sort of dated point of view, but no one seems to care, like, which is kind of refreshing, not, like, his sexuality is never brought up in this movie as a bad thing. Like, they don't care. Like, even the grandfather who, like, is first meeting him has no qualms, no cares that the son is, is you know, attracted to other men. He doesn't care. Nor is there even a conversation of, like, the son marrying outside of his race. It just didn't happen. And that was, like, it was kind of nice in a way, actually. Like, that these things are just so normalized in the movie that nobody cares. Um... And I mean, the same thing happened in, in Encanto too, because like they're all different colors and no one seems to care that these things are happening. Um, so I, I kind of did like that about this movie. And I guess because they didn't care and it was just like a thing, like nobody cared. It was just kind of like, this is, this is cool. So what is, I don't know. Like, I really thought there was going to be, I was waiting for this defining moment that was going to happen that parents were like, oh no, my kids can't go see this movie. And it never happens in this film. It never does. Like, while the like while the character of Daiso in the beginning, I think that's his name is Daiso, is is a little bit more like flirtatious than you know he is in 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 the op- like in their opening scene together. But I'm like, this is so much more mild than anything we've ever been exposed to when it comes to like Disney characters crushing on each other. That's literally all it is. It's two awkward teenagers just having like a, a flirtatious conversation. And that's the most that you're going to get from this film when it comes to that. And I think that was, I remember reading that's a lot of the deterrent of people not taking their kids to see this film. And it's like, it really wasn't a big deal. And what you're missing out on, on like, outside of that is a really amazing film. Honestly, the animation in this film is amazing. Um, anyway, so they end up like going further into this world, like underneath the world, underneath the world. And they start realizing that there's something about this, like, cause the, the, uh, what's her name? Lucy Liu's character is always talking about the heart, the heart, the heart. Well, there's a literal heart 
in this thing that they're going through. And that's when Ethan realizes we're actually inside of a living thing. And the things that we're killing are actually like organisms that it might need to survive. And the green stuff that we're harvesting for like our planet is what's killing this thing. So it's the green stuff that they're coming to save because they think it's going to power their city and stuff that's actually killing what's actually bringing their their, their, uh, world life. They're on this living thing. So anyway, Ethan and the dad get into this cliche argument about, I don't want to be you when I grow up, da 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 all this blah, 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 bullshit. You know, we've, we've seen this, see Goofy movie. It's that moment where the two are stuck together and they end up flying their little rocket thing outside of, to the other side of the mountain. So outside of this organism. And that's when they see this huge, ginormous eye. A ginormous eye. And the eye is gorgeous. This eye's got like, it's got purple and blues in it. It's a, a green, I think, too. It's a beautiful eye. But it's a fucking eye. And I knew right when I saw I like, this motherfucker is a turtle. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, this is, it's a turtle. It's a turtle. This is a turtle. It, it gave me um, Never Ending Story vibes. You know how like the big turtles in Never Ending Story when Atreyu just loses um, Artex? I was like, it's a turtle. I guarantee you anything, it's a turtle. Sure enough, sure as shit, spoiler alert, it's a fucking turtle. You don't see both eyes. I don't think you ever see both eyes in the movie act. You just see the one eye. So I was like, it could be anything, but I knew that there was a turtle because it's, it's like on water. And I was like, it's gotta, it's gotta be a turtle. It's gotta be a turtle. That's what it is. So anyway, they realize they're, by fighting these, these organisms that are trying to kill them, they're killing the turtle. So they have to get rid of these organisms, but they have to get rid of the green stuff too. So they come up with this idea that if they like, I guess, like stab the heart of it or whatever, they can get these organisms into this hole and destroy them. Um, which is what ends up happening. They end up doing that. But in, in doing that, they kind of kill the turtle. So they're like, fuck. But then they remembered, well, not they remembered, these, these organisms that live within the turtle, there's these little yellow things that kind of create things as much as like the, the, uh, like, um, searcher's dad, uh, tries to kill them. And the more he tries to kill them, um, they just end up coming back to life and just making new things grow and happen. Well, they end up, you know, bringing the turtle back to life and making the heart pump again. And then all the organisms that we saw throughout the film kind of come together and kind of create this like Pangea, I suppose, for the, the turtle to keep existing. Um, and so everyone goes home. Like, there is one point where, like, the, the, the uh, explorers turn on the family because the family realizes what they need to do and the explorers are just, like, dead set on doing what they have to do. So there is this kind of moment where, like, but technically the film has, like, this film has no bad guys. And it's even talked about in this, in this movie. There's a, a scene where the, the three generations are playing a card game together. And the two uh, older generations are trying to make a villain out of something. And the young one is like, you don't need a villain. This story doesn't need a villain. And you can easily tell this is like something that they had at, like a debate about in the writing room. It's very like, this is what happened in the writing room. It's like, who's the villain? You don't need a villain. The movie doesn't need a villain. And then that's when the son goes, the villain is you both. You both think you're like outdated ideas of who I'm supposed to be and who you're supposed to be. So that's, it's, it's another one of those movies where there's no real like villain. It's just someone who needs to learn a lesson, which isn't a terrible thing. Um, but at the same time, yeah, that seems to be the formula that a lot of folks are going with these days is that there's no evil villain. It's just the villain is the people that don't realize that they're doing things that are causing them to be villains, but they don't mean to be villains. It's, it's kind of like that. It's, it's kind of that stuff a little bit, a little bit. Anyway, they end up going back to their lives and stuff. The dad and the mom stay on the farm. The mom is still is flying and piloting things. Um, the grandfather, I think he ends up going to see his ex-wife and then becoming buddy-buddy with her new husband. Um, he goes back to the farm and hangs out with the son and stuff. It's a really cute moment between them. The son, who's 17 now, for whatever reason, is, like, living apart from them, which I'm like, aren't you still in high school? I, I don't know what... I don't really know what he's doing. I don't know why. But he's with Daiso and everyone else, and they seem to be trying to help the... I think the turtle, I think that's what they're doing, is, is helping with the turtle. I'm not sure, but I think that's what they were doing in the end. But anyway, he writes his dad this, this, you know, letter of how much he loves him and he's just proud to be his son and stuff. And that's what the movie's really about. It's about, you know, um, making people proud, 
you know, the, the, the father, the, the grandfather wants to have his son follow in his footsteps and leave him a legacy that he can be proud of. The, the son wants the same thing. The um, uh, searcher wants the same thing with Ethan. He wants to leave him a legacy he can be proud of. And then Ethan just wants to make all of them proud, but is proud of them. He wants his dad to know, I'm proud of you, but me being proud of you doesn't mean I have to follow in your footsteps. I'm going to do my own thing, and I hope you're proud of me for doing that. And the wife just kind of gets it. She kind of she kind of gets it. She's proud of everyone, and they're proud of her. So it's one of those movies. It was really, really cute, though. I was really surprised by how good this movie was and how beautiful it was. Like I would watch this film again and again just to see how, just the beauty of it. I was really surprised because I haven't really been... I haven't found, like, an animated movie in a long time, like, stunningly beautiful. This movie has a lot of stunning moments. And I want to read some of the comments on what people are saying, because I was really taken back by how pretty it was and how people just didn't seem to, like... I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think the promotion for this film was all wrong, too. Like, there were so many things that were wrong with the promotion. And by the way, the last shot of this movie where you see the turtle and it, like, zooms out and the turtle is, like, literally swimming the globe. Oh, by the way, the opening of this film is a whole different opening for Disney's 100. So, normally the film opens with a castle shot and stuff. This film doesn't do that. This film, like... Hold on. It goes through like the village, like a little village, like the, and then it shows the back side of the Disney castle, which then goes all the way into the front. It does something so like I got chills just from the opening sequence because I was like, what is what's happening? But then I remembered, oh wait, it's celebrating 100 years of Disney, like and and to celebrate 100 years of Disney and to kick this film off with a brand new opening, they really didn't do enough. Like, I went to Disneyland recently and I saw the merchandise for this film and there wasn't enough. Like, there just was it was just, like, Disney, what are you doing with your merchandising these days? It kind of sucks, bro. Like, I mean, Turning Red was a good example, too, of, like, their sucky merchandise. Like, Fortown is a huge hit and the fact that Fortown doesn't have enough stuff, like, there's no Fortown plushies. There was one Fortown shirt that Disney made and that's pretty much it. Like... No Funko Pops for town. They weren't even included in the in the toy set. No dolls for Fort Town. Like y'all are really not trying to capitalize off how popular this boy band is in this movie. Y'all are doing you're doing stupid shit. You could have even put like a single, like a CD out with the just the three tracks on there. And I guarantee you people would have bought that shit. Like you guys are dumb. What are you doing? And then anyway, this movie kind of follows in that footsteps of like the promotion was whack for this movie. The clothing line was whack. And Ethan's clothes were hella cute. So you could have sold, like, Ethan's clothes. You could have, like, done a Disney jersey in the style of Ethan's, like, shirt. Done a beanie for him. Like, y'all didn't do enough. The toys that came out for Strange World, they're very tiny toys. And I don't understand that. Because, like, I'm a, I'm a Disney toy collector. Y'all know my, my story. And I don't want this collection. Just like the ones with Soul. Soul and this movie were the last two movies where I did not want the toy set. Because they don't match the size of the other toy sets that came out before them. And I don't get that. I'm like, why did y'all make those two movies have, like, the worst merchandising? Like, I get Soul is more for the adults. But still, you didn't do enough for that. Like, I'm tired. Y'all, stop. Like, the best Disney's done for people of color, at least black people of color, was Tiana and her merchandising. But you've dropped the ball on Soul, and you're dropping the ball on this one too, which features a very diverse cast of people. Like, just the town they live in is, I like, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I was telling, like, I was saying this to myself watching this movie. I was like, I really want to see a Kingdom Hearts game where we explore this world. And by the end of the movie, I was like, I demand it. Because <laughs> this world is amazing. It, like, it was so cool. This movie was so good. And I'm just, like, I'm upset with Disney for dropping the ball with the promotion of this film. Because it just, y'all, this ain't it. This is not it. It's just not. Um, and if you're worried about if there's going to be a gay kiss in this movie, there's not. The very end of the film, um, Ethan and Daiso you know, they embrace each other. You know they're a couple by this point. But, like, there's nothing more than that. And I'm like, that's what y'all parents skipped out on? Your kids are going to see more than that in their freaking high school, elementary school, middle school settings. Bitch, sit down. Like, sit, sit all the way down, girl. Like, don't let your kid watch a princess film where they, like, literally macking, okay? Where they macking. Jasmine, Aladdin, I saw that. Somebody, somebody gave somebody the tongue in that movie. I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes, bitch. Okay, I saw it. I saw the damn thing. Erin and Eric, you know, girl, they, they mm, homegirl did a twirl. All of a sudden, she was married. Like, bitch, what? She don't even know him. She met him for three days. I'm girl, bye. Um, 
Let me see. I want to see um, some of what these people are saying. I really want to see the reviews for this. Let's see. All right. This one says, strangely, me- strange- <laughs> God, strangely mediocre world. Gave it a 5 out of 10. Um, it said, pretty generic and meh. Didn't feel much for the characters emotionally. And the movie wasn't that funny. I don't think it was meant to be funny. I just think it was meant to be fun. So, yeah, okay. Um, modern day Disney standards. Gotta yada, gotta. But overall, I'm not going to remember much. And Well, that sucks for you. Because I was like, this movie is really good. Someone gave it a 6 out of 10. Um, someone said, definitely not typical Disney. I agree. Which is why when someone says it, it's very typical, I'm like, how? How is this film a typical Disney movie? It reminded me of some other films to a degree. But this is nothing like them. Um, <clears throat> someone said, I categorize this as a B movie. Um, as in one that should have just been released on a streaming platform or straight to budget DVD. It's not particularly bad, but it's a huge drop off. In the quality you'd expect from them. I disagree. I don't... I didn't see that. Um, someone did say they handled the same sex relationship in the most natural, non-forced way. So props to them for that. Um, and the inclusion of the three-legged dog was sweet. I agree. I thought that was that was good. Um, someone wrote, boring. We went expecting a great Disney movie, especially using 3D. Instead, we found plot the plot to be boring and the effects of 3D ineffective. Um, I don't believe it. Someone gave it a 7 out of 10, said not so bad worlds. Okay. I honestly don't get all the hate for this movie. I don't either. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Me too. It's definitely not fantastic, but it's not terrible either. It's a better effort from Disney compared to recent outings. I agree. I thought it was good. Um, let's see. Someone gave it a 7 out of 10 and said, didn't hate it. I agree. Um, I didn't hate this film. I'm not sure why this film has received such mixed reviews. It wasn't the best animated Disney movie overall, but I enjoyed it. Um, I agree. I Yeah, it was it was good. Um, someone said, 3 out of 10, why was this movie made? Um, it's been a few days since I took the kids to see this, and I can barely remember anything about the movie. The visuals are pretty good, and there was some unique visual design elements throughout. But the design of the main characters was lacking compared to minor side characters. I agree. <clears throat> and I've said this. I thought they could really have made the characters look a little bit more just different. I, it wasn't, you know, very, it, I don't know. It just wasn't very different. Um, let me see. Someone said 7 out of 10, charming adventure flick, not worth the backlash. I agree. Um, someone gave it a 1 out of 10, which I think is dumb. It just, why was this movie made kind of thing. Someone gave it an 8 out of 10 and said, great adventure. Strange World's humor takes a little while to find its footing. And once it does, it becomes a great adventure full of heart, wonder, and emotion. Whilst actually delivering meaningful representation, that feels like a major first for the studio that has been frustra- uh, frustratingly scared of commitment in that department. I agree. Um, yeah, they're just giving the movie some praise, which I think it deserves. Someone said 7 out of 10, nothing wrong with this film. I agree. It, I thought it was good. I, like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. Someone said soulless content. How is it soulless? If you walked away from this film feeling like it was soulless, you're stupid (laughs) like there's a lot of seven out of tens in here there really is um someone said three out of ten it's not good enough for disney fans what does that mean not good enough for excuse me what does that mean not good enough for disney fans i i don't think that's that's a thing i like i said i do feel like this movie unfortunately suffered because of it it was released in the same year as lightyear and released in the same year as um Avatar, and this film definitely has elements of both, but in my opinion, it did better, it's better than Lightyear. Lightyear, Lightyear and Avatar both have something going for them in the fact that they have names, right? We've seen the Avatar. Avatar was one of the biggest movies of all time, so we knew the sequel was going to do numbers, because people want to see it just because the numbers, like, even if it's bad, like, I walked away from Avatar being bored. I thought it was beautiful visually, but I'm like, this shit is Pocahontas in 3D. Let's talk about it. That's what it was. Um, 
in Atlantis. It was like Pocahontas in Atlantis in the same fucking movie, it, but in 3D. And then, you know, Lightyear has the history behind it of Toy Story. You saw Lightyear because you liked Toy Story. One through four, plus the TV series. I, mean, I didn't like four, but one through four in the TV series, you know, the specials they've done for, for Toy Story. So you've, you've, we've grown up with, with uh, Toy Story. So Lightyear was going to be successful regardless, regardless if it was good or bad, even though that movie has received backlash and I see why. Um, but Strange World really didn't have, like, it was dumb for Disney to put this movie out so close to these two movies because Avatar is Disney too, right? Or whatever the fuck. So it was dumb for Disney to throw this out. Now, this should have waited until like next year. And when promoting this film, they really should have promoted how beautiful the scenes are because I felt like the, the biggest thing that I kept hearing about was the backlash of a gay character. I didn't hear much of how beautiful this film was. And so when I watched it, I was really surprised at how great this movie looks. And I'm like, why the fuck is no one talking about how great Strange World is and how great it looks? And why isn't Disney advertising it better than, the, than they did? Like, this doesn't make any sense. But it's been like that with Disney movies lately, especially with the animated and the Pixar ones. It's like, y'all are just not advertising these films very well. People have to see them for themselves to know they're good. Like, in Encanto, a lot of people didn't go see that until it hit, I think, Disney+, Plus, and then it became this huge freaking sensation with We Don't Talk About Bruno. And people realized this movie's actually good, but it wasn't that because Disney was promoting it that made it look good. You had to watch it for yourself to know that it was good. It, it's one of those things. It, it's weird. I feel like a lot of the marketing stuff is being used for like Avengers and Star Wars and Avatar and everything else that Disney's known for is just kind of getting a side thing. Because like even with Turning Red, Turning Red I thought was a really good movie. The advertisement for that film kind of sucked. And with how Disney used to be so good with their advertising, they're not as good as they were anymore. Because like I said, with the Four Town stuff, y'all could have done a Four Town line of dolls, toys, you know, uh, t-shirts. You could have come out with like, you know, a CD. I know there were only three songs, but you could have done like a little import CD. If you really wanted like records, if you really wanted to spend the money to make this thing pop, y'all could have done that. And with the demand of people wanting more Four Town stuff and Disney's response to that, like Four Town didn't even get, like y'all could have put like pins out of each character. Like you could, or even of the group themselves, you only came, they only came up with the Four Town pin that says Four Town. None of the boys are actually on the actual pin. And I, dude, I can't tell you how many people have talked about Four Town and like done their own like fan fiction of Four, like Four Town is, is becoming its own thing because y'all could have capitalized off of us in the nineties and two thousands who loved boy bands and did a whole thing for Four Town. Y'all could have come out with like a fake little, you know, Tiger Beat version of a magazine for them. Like how Disney used to do like their little Disney adventure magazines. Y'all could have done one issue with Four Town and people would have gone nuts. I'm telling you, 90s kids who are all about nostalgia, we would have totally gone nuts. Y'all could have even done like a Four Town video game if you wanted to, or, you know, like a, a turning red video game with Four Town featured in it. And you didn't do that. With Strange World, there's a whole bunch of stuff you guys could have done with that that you didn't do. So I don't know, like this movie just, it's going to be one of those, I think, that takes the same route as Atlantis and as Treasure Planet and all these other films where, you know, I don't know, like these films become popular over time. Like for me, like Lilo and Stitch wasn't a really big hit, if I remember correctly. Like a lot of people trashed that film and then it, it has a cult following now. Everyone loves Stitch. Um, Treasure Planet, Atlantis, kind of the same thing. It's like people didn't put out the money to go see these films, but over time they became really popular. Big Hero 6 is another example. It, it wasn't as big as like Tangled and Frozen, but it's still a really good movie. A lot of boy Disney films, for whatever reason now, don't do that well. And I'm not sure why that is, but they, they don't. Which is funny because if um, Frozen hadn't made the money that it was going to make, Disney was going to stop making princess films. Like they were done after Tangled and Princess and the Frog didn't bring in the numbers they wanted. Frozen was their last effort to do a princess movie. And since that blew up, it's just like, but it's funny because boy films were also suffering at the same time too, because boy lit films like Chicken Little, Atlantis, Treasure Planet, Lilo and Stitch. Well, Lilo and Stitch is kind of a half and half, but like those didn't do very well compared to how the 90s films were doing. So I thought it was funny that Disney wanted to do away with the whole princess thing until Frozen came out. That was kind of weird. But it seems like they're definitely backsliding on these newer films. Like why even make them if you're not going to spend the time and effort in building them up for people to go see them? Like with this movie, you know, like I really think it was the the, the gay 
teenager that turned a lot of people away and off of it. But it wasn't even just that. The merchandise, like I said, for this film was not good. It wasn't It wasn't released well. Um, and not even just for this film, for films before it, Turning Red. Um, and Kanto got better. Like, it got more than, I think, I, I feel like it got more than what Turning Red and this one did. And Raya. Raya didn't get much either. And that, that that's a really good movie, too. Like, the last couple of, like, animated, well, Turning Red, sorry. Turning Red is Pixar. But Raya um, and Kanto and then this one, they're all traditional Disney, just not, they're computer animated. Um, but they didn't get as pr- much promotion. Like, and like I said, I think it took Encanto like becoming a big hit in order for it to get the promotion that it's now gotten. But the other films like Raya, what does Raya have? She got some pins. She has, I mean, she has a pin. She's a doll collection. She's a toy collection. She does have things, but nowhere near the amount that other Disney princesses before her got. Um, and I think Moana's kind of in that same... I mean, I think Moana got more treatment than Raya, but I still think Moana didn't get as much as some of the other ones have gotten in the past. And, I mean, now with Strange World, this has just been... This has been weak. Like, the, the, the you know, uh, promotion and stuff for this has been really weak. And, and Disney is usually so good about promoting their stuff. And it just makes me wonder, like... Like, because there's some big elements in this film a diverse family, an interracial family, a mom who's a pilot and a dad who's a farmer. Like the mom has a really cool job or she has, you know, the really cool things about her. She's tough. She's independent. The dad is, you know, good too. Like they're not, and her being tough and strong doesn't like, um, emasculate him or whatever. Like it doesn't make him look weak. He's just, he's a farmer. He, that's what he does, you know? Um, and I, I like that about this one. I like that the, the ensemble characters, they don't, you know, their, their, uh, sexuality or their, their gender doesn't define how much they can do or who they can be. And again, it's a, it's a mixed race family. It's an interracial couple, a mixed race son, um, which I can relate to as well. And then also the fact that he's gay, like I watched this movie or, you know, that he likes men, um, not exclusively, but, or might not be, I don't know, but I watched this film and I went like, Man, this character reminds me of me when I was 16. He's awkward, um, but he's got two parents that love and support him. And that was my family right there. My mom and my dad loved and supported me regardless. And it's cool to see that kind of representation being normalized in this movie. And it's sad that we're not getting that, like that that we're not, you know, uplifting that. It, it, it's weird. It, it really is. It, it's I guess it really is a strange world because we're not this isn't what, you know, seems to be getting the, the, uh, the attention. Like I said, when I, when I saw all the, the coverage for this film, it was all about, oh, Disney's going to introduce its first, like, openly gay character, child character run. It's like, he's 16, for one. Um, and also, it's not what you think. Like, while he's, you know, he likes the character of Daiso, it doesn't, like, his sexuality doesn't encompass what I think a lot of people think it encompasses, if that makes sense. Like, I think people look at gay characters and think they must be super flamboyant and they must be one way. And it's like, there's... Gay people are just like everyone else. They, you know, their sexuality doesn't always have to define who they are and doesn't define every element of them, just like with straight characters. It doesn't have to do that. There are some that it does do that with and same with, with straight characters. But that's not it. If you think that Disney's trying to, like... I don't know. I think people are, think that Disney, um, or at least this film, at least this film, is trying to indoctrinate your kids into becoming homosexuals. Then that's that's not what the message is behind this movie. It's really not. And I'm not trying to convince anyone to watch this movie because there's a gay character in it or that they talk about gay things. I, that's not. No, my goal is to to say, hey, this film is actually a really good movie give it a chance if you want to and if you don't you don't you're the one missing out not me but it was a really good movie um i was really surprised by how beautiful it was um i think the marketing for this film was all wrong and i want to be a part of disney's marketing team i i've like in my brain i've already established that i need to be there because not even just with this film there's so many movies that i'm like y'all missed the mark big time i'm promoting this you did And I mean, you know, maybe there was somebody who was like, you know, let's just focus on the equality angle and show, you know, people like, look, there's a gay character like this movie. I don't think that's what happened. But if it was, there's so many other angles you could have taken in this film to get people to go watch that movie. Um, And, you know, and kept 
everything the way it was. But what you should have done with the promotion of this movie is look how beautiful this film is. Like, look how much money we spent, time we spent. This is a gorgeous film. Go see it. Hype up the cast. You know, you guys have a whole thing called the Disney Channel. Hype that shit up. Y'all have Disney Plus. Hype that shit up. Do like little little five-minute specials before or after the movies or whatever. Like, hype it up. Y'all didn't do that. And I'm like, you have so much power at your disposal that you're not taking advantage of. And I don't get it. Like, you guys have a whole channel, or channels. I don't know if Disney XD still a thing, I don't remember. But y'all have a whole channel. You have a whole streaming service. There's no reason why you can't promote the crap out of this movie. There's no reason. And movies like this that have incredible animation, great storytelling, that are fun to watch, it's really sad to see them kind of just release, do what they do, and then go away. It's sad. It really is sad. And it, it was nice to see a film that wasn't just a traditional film about a princess or whatever. You know, it was good. It was a good movie. And it's sad that a lot of these good movies that don't feature like, you know, the stereotypical, you know, girl pondering and wondering when her prince is going to come type, you know, character not do well because they're not getting the same promotion. But I think Disney, because Snow White was the first one, right? So Disney does know how to promote princess films, traditional princess films of the princess waiting for her prince to come and royalty and crowns and tiaras and dresses and magic. They know really well how to promote those kind of films because that's what has been the Disney standard for so long. Um, and while there have been a lot of, you know, films about adventure and things like that, I just don't, I, I think they don't do well because the promotion for them is very different. But that, I think that just depends on, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I marketing, 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 marketing. I really want to get on their marketing team because I don't think they know how to market. I don't think they know how to, to I think whoever was in charge in the 90s or whatever, needs to come back or you know someone like myself needs to step in and say hey let me help you because these movies could be doing so much better than what they're doing but y'all are focusing on the wrong thing you're focusing on the wrong thing and I mean even even with family I get parents wanting to kind of you know uh sort of you know tailor um what their kids are watching because you don't want your kid to just watch anything you don't you know, and, and every parent has, you know, a sort of idea of what they want their kid to, you know, uh, take in from things. And I, I'm not here to tell parents what they should and shouldn't do with their kids. I'm not here to do that. That's not my job. But what I am here to say is that I think that there's a way to, you know, because you can't control what your kid is going to be or who your kid's going to be. You can't control that. All you can really do is control how you respond, how you react, and how you love them and how you show them that you care for them. And so... For me, I feel like this movie could have really, I don't know, I just, it makes me sad. It, it really does. That's all I really have to say is that this makes me sad because this movie was really fun. It was incredible. I really loved, I mean, I would give this film probably a solid eight, a solid eight, maybe eight and a half because I really did like this movie. Again, it's something I would totally watch again like soon. Um, I liked it. I liked it well enough. I was kind of bummed there wasn't like a, a banging track after. Then again, I just I just turned it off. So I really don't know if there's like a song that comes after it. But that's what I'm used to. I'm a 90s Disney kid. So I'm, I'm used to like the movie ending to like a banger song that, you know, you got to put on your like your your, I, your iPod or your CD player that you got to listen to. I'm used to that. Like, you know, Turning Red was probably the last time that I was like, yes, like this is a Disney banger after the movie. That's that's a Disney movie right there. That's that's a, a classic Disney film when you have like, you know, you just finished the movie and now there's a banging song that's gonna take you through the credits. Like that's what I'm used to from Disney. Um, I know Raya had a song at the end of hers. I wasn't the biggest fan of that song, which is funny because the artist who, who performed it, I normally like her music, but I don't know, I just wasn't, I wasn't, that song didn't like hit. Like it, it's okay, it's, it's good, it's good enough, but like, it wasn't a banger. Like, I love, like, like uh, How Far I'll Go. That's a banger. Slaughter Race is a banger. Or In This Place. In This Place is a banger. Like, I, I left Ralph Breaks the Internet, and I was like, that movie wasn't great, but this song? <laughs> Even my friend at the time, me and her were uh, going to see the movie, and one of my friends, she's like, look, that movie was just okay, but is anybody bopping to it? I'm like, girl, I already got the song downloaded. Let's go. Like, that Slaughter Race or In This Place, that song was a bop. Like, Julia Michaels, whatever her name was, she knew what she was doing, because I was like... Why is this song hitting? Why is this song hitting me? This song is okay. Like, y'all. Like, that song was given. 
that song was given. I haven't had like that one and um what is the one from Fort Town? Um uh like you or nobody like you, whatever the fuck it is. That song hits. Like these are bangers, for real. So like I'm gonna need some more bangers from Disney. I'm gonna need Disney to like to really recenter themselves and just just do better. Just do better with your promotion of these movies. Like y'all work so hard. You know, your animators and everybody works so hard to to give us films that, you know, we're gonna love and cherish and, and hold dear and, you know, watch with our families, our kids, our, you know, nieces, nephews, uncles, aunts, you know, mothers, fathers, whatever, sisters, brothers, whatever. You work, you, these people work so hard to give us that, that quality entertainment, you know, promote it. Be proud of it. When you've made it, be proud of it. Don't, don't let it sit there and, you know, not promote it well and do bare minimum work. No, these movies weren't bare minimally animated. So give them the promotion they deserve because these movies deserve that. You know, I, and I'm not saying that promotion, lack of promotion is what only sank a movie. Like I said, I do think that there's a lot of people who are still not ready to see LGBTQA plus representation in kids films. And I'm not here to say, I don't care enough about that for me, honestly. What I cared about was this movie had a really great story. It was a beautiful story, beautifully animated. And it makes me sad to see the work of these animators and the work of these actors kind of basically go unnoticed because of a character's sexuality. That's, I think that's stupid. And like I said, I don't know if that's the only reason why people didn't take their kids to see it, but that's one of the reasons that I know online that was very loud. It was a very loud section of people who were like, I'm not gonna take my film to see, my kid to see a film that advertises homosexuality. That was the, the most loud thing that I came across. And I don't know, I, it really wasn't a huge factor in this film. It just wasn't. But it was beautiful just to see the characters not giving a shit. Like, I expected the grandfather to kind of go like, what? Like, what did you say? But he didn't care. He was like, I don't care. He even gave him tips on how, how, how to approach this guy. And I was like, I'm actually loving this, that no one cares that this boy is, is gay. No one cares. They're just already that he likes males. You know, nobody cares. It, it, it just, it is a thing and it, nobody cares. Um, I like, like I said, the interracial relationship thing too. Like, no one cared. It was just nice to see that. And it's like, these are things that I think kids probably should see because like it or not, your kid's going to be exposed to this stuff anyway. So you can either like just look, no one cares or you can make it a big deal by not taking your kid to see the movie because you're afraid that they're going to be exposed to something that kind of sounds like you're making it a bigger deal than it needs to be. That's what I think, you know, walking away from that, 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 that's what I'm, what I gather from it. But when you just let your kid watch a movie that's, they might find interesting and there just happens to be a gay character in it, that doesn't mean that they're trying to indoctrinate your kids. Now, there are times I do believe companies are really trying to get your kids into some bullshit. And uh, yes, absolutely. I don't think this film was one of them. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I don't think that that's, that's what this film was trying to do. Anyway, that's the end of this one. Strange World is now on Disney+. Plus. I am going to give it about 8.5 out of 10. I liked it a lot. I would definitely watch it again. And yeah, if you haven't given it a shot, but you've been thinking about it, give the movie a shot. I think you're going to enjoy it. I really do. I, I still can't get over some of the creatures that were in the film. They were that beautiful. Um, if you like Avatar, Atlantis, um, if you like Treasure Planet, um, some other films too, uh, I guess even Lightyear, you, you will enjoy this film. And I, I dare say, if you like Lightyear, you will enjoy this even more because this was actually really good. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Thank you.